You are now in tune to a 726 Studio production. Yo, what's up? And welcome back to another episode of Planet Josh. Today, I'm joined by someone that's miles away pursuing his dreams. Rookie pro hooper all the way out in Denmark, Belizean-American Jared Chato. What's good, bro? What's good, bro? How are you doing? How, how's it going on that side of the world? Um, I'm doing great. Um, life is good over here, you know. It's a lot of, a lot of good people a great team and a lot of great coaches so far you know the food is great and honestly i have no complaints at all at the end of the day even if you complain it doesn't do anything it doesn't change anything so facts that's facts <laughs> so yeah what what a lot of people don't know is like i think like back in i think 2020 around covid times i had like mm-hmm. a I had like a class project and i hit you up and back then you were like you know you were down to do anything like that if it would come up again. And here I am a couple of years later with a podcast and you pro hooper now. And we back at it, bro. Yes, sir. Nothing's changed at all, man. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Man, I appreciate you taking the time out. So this is your first year as a pro hooper all the way out in Denmark. What has that transition been like so far? going from college to now overseas hooping? Um, Honestly, I mean, college, I had to deal with a lot of stress, mental fatigue with school, being a student athlete. Um, And now that I'm a pro hooper, you know, I have a lot of time for myself and just focus on basketball, which that has one big, that's been one huge change for me. And I love it so much now. And another thing is the coaches, um, throughout my first three years of college, I played for a coach that I would say, yeah, he didn't really truly believe in my skill set. I mean, he believed in me as a player, but he kind of limited my abilities and what I could do. So when I made that transition from college to pro, I had to kind of, you know, break the habits of someone telling me that I could only take a certain amount of dribbles or I could only take certain shots. Now I'm playing for a coach that truly believes in everything I could do. He wants me to bring the ball up. He wants me to shoot threes and do a whole lot of things to help the team. So, so far, that has been my biggest adjustment. I'm, I'm playing a far bigger role now. And, you know, it's fun. I'm enjoying it. They're letting you go, bro. They're giving you the green light, it seems like. Exactly. <laughs> Since you mentioned it, you know, what was it like being restricted to a role back then? Because now you're, you're free to go. Um, I mean, it took a lot on me mentally. Um, you know, when you're in the gym working every day and you're trying to figure out, you know, why you're not playing a certain amount of minutes or why you're not seeing the floor in a certain games, um, it kind of takes a toll on you mentally. But I mean, if you're in the gym and you're working out every day, it's going to be some point in time where the coach is not going to have a choice but to play you because they're going to need you eventually. So, um, that, yeah, it took a lot on me mentally, but it also helped me grow as a man, for sure. What were some of, like, the main things you used to do to, you know, fight those mental challenges? Um, for, first and foremost, uh, meditation. 
honestly, you know, that has helped me a lot, you know. Um, it wasn't so much of the skill because, I mean, it's something I do every day, but it was where I was mentally um, and being able to stay calm and be able to stay sane, you know. Um, so things like meditation, you know, going out on walks, especially in Arkansas, like there isn't much in Arkansas to do but to hike because it's such a huge um, natural state. So, you know, things like that just to help me stay mentally calm. So whenever things don't go my way, I don't, you know, go crazy or lose my mental at all. Always important to keep that balance right there. Hell yeah. So enough about college. We don't want to talk too much about it because <laughs> it had too many, too many mental challenges, apparently. So, wow. You know, we're trying to forget about that. So Denmark, why Denmark? How did that even come about? Okay, so Denmark, um, they were one of a couple teams that wanted me. Um, I had a coach that talked to me. My first option was really Glasgow in Scotland to play for the BBL. But um, I talked to the coach a couple times, and he sounded like he wanted to offer a contract, but he didn't end up pulling the trigger. So um, I had talked to my agent, and I waited it out a couple more uh, weeks, and um, this team in Denmark called Horsens IC. Um, they're a pro A team out here in Denmark, um, and they've been a they've been a pretty solid uh, club. They've always finished like top two or top three, um, and you know they reached out and they didn't hesitate to pull the trigger. They wanted me, and I just you know accepted it, and, it, and it's been up since then. <laughs> you want to be somewhere that you're wanted, right? Besides the basketball stuff. Denmark, what's the lifestyle? You've been out there for how long now? Like a month, two months? Yeah, about two and a half months now. What's the lifestyle like compared to the one back in LA? Um, okay, so the difference between Denmark, it's a few differences, you know. I mean, you know, it's a lot more chill and laid back. Um, People drink at an early age. I'm sure, you, I'm sure you can attest to this, but people out here drink at such an early age, you know. People out here 14, 13, 14, drinking beer, which is something that's so new to me. And um, I realize, you know, they do a good job in um, taking care of their environment. You know, when you're in America, you know, people don't really care for their environment, as you could say. Um, but out here, you know, it's a, it's a lot of adjustments I have to get used to as far as, you know, separating my trash putting my trash in different bins um and also you know like i said the food is just different it's a lot more healthier you know i could eat frozen food out here as to back home i can't really eat any frozen goods because it's not good at all stuff like that um the party culture out here is huge but i'm not really a big party person or a club person so i mean i can't really relate to that at all there's a lot of things out here. Um, shopping, biking is huge. Uh, and I, I'm not sure if you know, but um, Lego started out here. So they're pretty big on Legos and stuff like that. And I'm like a 30, 40 minutes away from Legoland. So it's been pretty cool. And then, and then as far as the difference from LA and Denmark, the people in Denmark are a lot more cool, a lot more chill, a lot more friendly. Um, it's more of a real community feel. You know, everyone's willing to help each other. Um, and everyone, you know, kind of have sort of that trust with one another 
as to where I come from LA when people are rude uh, and I have to look over my shoulder no matter where I go, you know, because you never know what can happen. So that's really been a huge difference so far. Kind of reminds me of going to study abroad in Taiwan and comparing it back to Belize. A little bit more peaceful. You're more at ease. You don't have to be, you know, worrying about anyone coming at you with no bullshit. Exactly. So now that you're a pro, have you always wanted to be a pro? Like, when did it hit you? Like, okay, I want to do basketball for life. Oh, um, honestly, I would say after high school, you know, um, I, like I said, I've been through a lot in high school. I changed schools uh, my last two years. And when I went to my school called Washington Prep, um, I started to realize, you know, my game is starting to become, you know, crazy and it's all coming together. I was getting stronger. I was getting more athletic. And honestly, I knew I would, I wanted to do this when I first played for Belize. I think that was my U16 year. And I started to realize that, you know, my game is going to be crazy. And it, I knew then, like, it was something that I really wanted to do. So I forgot what year that was. I believe it was 20... 2015 i'm not sure i will have to look back but i was 16 at the time and you know after that time after that trip to panama that's when i knew i was like yeah i, I could do this for the rest of my life was there like any doubt like maybe not maybe i do this instead or none of that oh yeah that okay so that hit me in college <laughs> that hit me in college um when i was going through you know coaching problems um there were times where it was like i hit a wall and it was like i put in so much work i'm working every day and it felt like i wasn't going anywhere at all and you know eventually i did go through a coaching change and i played for a coach that truly believed in me and i started to find that love again so i mean it really all comes down to you know not letting situations take the love out of the game for you because once you stop loving the game then that's when you're going to hit that point to where, okay, maybe I don't want to do this no more. But right now where I'm at, I mean, I'm loving the game. I'm loving everything I'm doing. You know, I'm loving all the workouts. I'm loving all the, you know, bonding with my teammates. And honestly, it might sound crazy, but I'm loving the pain that comes with it. So, yeah, I, it's it's been, you know, great. And that's that's great to hear. You know, you're embracing it all. So, yeah. you know, whenever we're doing anything in life, there's always going to be people that are going to try to bring you down, but we don't care about them. It's more about the people that are in your corner, those that support you. What has the support been like from your family, people around you, and not only towards this new Denmark journey, but basketball on a whole? Oh, man, my family has played such a huge role. I mean, of course, there's been certain situations where they didn't understand what I was going through and it wasn't much they could tell me. But, you know, just them being there and them, you know, listen to me vent what I'm going through, you know, has helped me so much. And, you know, my brother and my mom, you know, they play such a huge role in that. Um, whenever I'm going through a tough time, you know, I could just always call them. They're always willing to listen. I'll be on the phone sitting for hours just venting. 
and they will sit there and listen to everything I'm saying, even though they might not have much to tell me because they, they don't know what it's like to be in my shoes. Um, you know, just having that support system and, you know, people that's willing to hear me out. And even there's been even some coaches in my corner that has also been willing to hear me out. So the support system has been great, you know, and that's honestly a huge reason why I'm where I'm at today. So now that you're so many miles away from them, what's that like? I know you when you went to college, you went to Arkansas, but, you know, Arkansas to L.A. isn't the same as L.A. to Denmark. Um, it has been kind of difficult, you know, um, trying to talk to them. I mean, when I'm up and I'm practicing early in the day for me, they're sleeping. So it's kind of weird. But, you know, I try to make time to talk to them, you know, during the nighttime because that's the only time I'm able to really talk to them. It has been pretty hard, you know, but. I got to always find a way, you know, talk to them and see how they're doing and for them to also check up on me and see how I'm doing also. So, I mean, it's been hard, but we're, we're trying hard to make it work. Got to make it work some way, somehow. So, you know, you mentioned the fact that you were on the U16 Belize national team. So, of course, you have your Belizean ties. Did you grow up with any type of like, you know, Belizean vibe in the household? Oh, yeah, for sure. That's all I knew. I mean, you know, of course, I mean, growing up in L.A., we have a huge Belizean culture. But, I mean, my family, I'm fully Belizean, of course, my mom's side and my dad's side. But I really grew up with my mom's side. And, you know, we're really heavy, big Belizeans. You know, I grew up listening to Creole my whole life. I may not speak it well, but, you know, I've been listening to Creole my whole life. So I understand it. Um and I've just been growing up eating the food, eating everything, the desserts, everything. So, you know, it's it's a huge part of me. The Belizean culture is a huge part of me for sure. So since you had that little experience listening to the Creole growing up, was it an easy transition on that U16 national team being pretty much, yeah, you were the only guy not born and raised in Belize on that team. So how was it listening to everyone talking in Creole and what's not? Oh, man, it was actually, it was pretty easy. I mean, the only thing that I couldn't relate to was the music. I mean, back then, I remember um, they was listening to a lot of Alkaline and I didn't really you know, know who knew who he was until they were playing it a lot. And I was like, OK, like I could, you know, I could listen to this. So um, that was the only difference. Um, but as far as, you know, food and things that interest us it was all the same, honestly. You are Belizean just from a different location, pretty much. Yeah. That's about it. You know, like, I remember that was what, like 2014. I went to Google it. So um, I remember because I had two of my guys on that team, Darnell and Delvin. And so when I was looking at the stats, I'm like, who the hell is this guy? I'm like, never, never heard this name before. I'm like, what the hell? I'm seeing like 30 points, 20 rebounds. I'm like, Okay. And yeah. then <laughs> and then fast forward in 2018 I believe yeah 2018 you were playing on the senior national team. You know, back on that U16 you were like the top guy and now you go to the senior team you're what like the youngest if I'm not mistaken or one of the youngest. Yeah. If, if 
It was either me or Nate Phillips. It was either us two. We were probably the youngest. Yeah. So what was that like, you know, being around the older guys, couple also, you know, from the L.A. area? What did you learn from those guys? Oh, man, I learned a lot. That was actually a great experience. Um, you know, through that time, I was actually going through a tough time um, mentally, you know, as far as basketball went. Um, you know, I was playing for a coach that limited me so much that when I went to Belize, it was kind of like my getaway. So it was a, actually a great experience. Um, you know, I learned a lot from Chuck, uh, Darwin, uh, Devin, um, and a lot of those guys, you know, they taught me so much. And, you know, they kind of taught me or they kind of gave me that pro feel um, as to where I'm at now. And, you know, learning from them guys have been great. I mean, obviously we didn't finish how we wanted to, but that's something going back and playing for Belize is something I'm really looking forward to because, you know, learning from those guys, it just made me want to play with them again. And so it's it's been a great experience for sure. How about like from the Belizeans, the reception? Because I remember Chuck told me a couple of times, he's like, you know, when he went, you hear a lot of stuff from the Belizeans. Like they're kind of being critics on the court. And it's like, they don't know your game. Did you experience the same thing? Oh, of course. I mean, just like anywhere, you know, now, now that I experienced it, yeah, I mean, being American, we kind of have a lot of weight on our shoulders, you know. People expect us to come in and be great, but, um, yeah, but it doesn't really affect me at all because that's what you go through as a basketball player. No matter where you go in the world, that's what you're going to have to go through. So it didn't really do much. Even when it's, like, from your own people that's supposed to be supporting you? Yeah, but at some, but you truly, you have to earn it. No matter where you go, you're going to have to earn it. So I, I'm a person that loves to earn stuff. I don't like people to, you know, automatically love me because I'm an American or I'm supposed to be good. I know that when I go into a certain situation, I'm going to have to earn everything. So it didn't really affect me at all. You, you're wise beyond your years. <laughs> <laughs> so besides basketball, who is Jared Chatham? Uh, besides basketball, I would say I'm really chill, laid back guy. Um, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm really a nerd. I mean, I like to do stuff like read on my spare time. I like to go on walks. I like to hike. I mean, I play video games from time to time, but that could be a little boring at times. I'm not a big party person. I do like to celebrate from time to time, but I don't like to do stuff like that. Um, other than that, I just like to, you know, do things to help me grow mentally, physically, and spiritually. That's really about it. So if you weren't playing basketball, what would it be that you would be doing? If I wasn't playing basketball, honestly, if I didn't, if I, I don't know, to be honest, I wouldn't say I would work a nine to five, but Honestly, I would love to get back, you know, um, no matter where if it's Belize or L.A., I would like to get back to the youth for sure. Because, you know, with me growing up without a father, you know, I like to, you know, share my experiences with the youth for sure. And no matter if it's something like coaching or, 
maybe even teaching or who knows. Um, I always just wanted to be able to get back and share my experiences of what I went through, you know, especially growing up in, you know, LA, we didn't really have, you know, the resources and when people go to LA, you know, they don't really, you know, give back because, you know, when people thrive and grow up in LA, they end up being killed in LA. So, you know, I just want to be able to end up giving back, especially to the youth. I think that's a good thing. Not that I think I, that it is a good thing. Um, I already saw you post a couple of stories recently. Like you guys were just doing stuff with the youths out there in Denmark too. What was that about? Oh, oh yeah. Um, they wanted me to, you know, work out a camp and just to share my experience of, you know, the transition from America to Denmark and what it was like growing up and who did I play in my uh, career, just certain stuff like that, you know, sharing with them my experiences. That's your start right there. You know, you get in that little practice for when you go back home and, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's something like, especially in college, you know, I worked every single camp at my school, you know, because it's something I love to do naturally. Like, no one has to force me to do it. It's just, I want to do it, you know. I want to be around kids. I want them, you know, annoy me, ask me questions. And also, you know, maybe one day I'll end up coaching. Who knows? But, you know, it's something I naturally, like, it's my natural level for sure. Okay, don't don't be thinking too much about coaching right now. We're trying to see you. Trying to see you hoop for a long time. <laughs> this is just year. <laughs> this is just year one. Oh yeah, yeah. So this is just the beginning, right? But oh, you yeah. you have experience based off what you went through in college, coming to a deal to get out there. What are some do's and don'ts based from your own experience that you would want to share with people? Some do's and don'ts. Um. First off, I would want to say, as far as the dues, I would just say, you know, make sure you invest time in yourself, mentally, physically, and spiritually, because, you know, when we're playing basketball, you know, especially with the world is now, with the way the world is now, everybody's, you know, oversharing themselves, um, putting everything on social media every time they go to the gym or every time they accomplish something. Um, not everybody is really cheering for you, you know. A lot of people are just watching you, you know. Some watching you, hoping you will fail, and some just watching you just to watch you, just in case you make it. And I feel like that's a – I pretty much tied in both of the answers, the do's and don'ts. But like I said, the do's, just spend time on yourself, invest in yourself, and the don'ts, don't overshare. Um don't compare yourself to anybody. Don't compete with anybody. Focus on yourself and, you know, just make sure you always stay um, mentally leveled, you know, um, especially in college. You might not be in situations that you want to be, but that's life, you know. And so you just got to be able to stay mentally focused, stay ready at all times, and the rest will show for itself. Yes, sir. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> well, there's not much for us to get into. This is yet. This is just the beginning of your journey. Just wanted sure. the people to to know where you are right now. We'll tap in after this season to see to take a little recap on what the rookie year was like. 
But oh, for sure, I'm looking forward to it. But before you go, I got some rapid fire questions for you. All right, let's do it. Okay. So the first one, who is your top five all time? <laughs> top five all time? Okay, so I'm going to do uh, Kobe, number one, Magic Johnson, uh, LeBron. I'm going to go Giannis. And for my center, my all-time center, I will have to go Shaq. I guess based off of what you said, almost all Lakers, right? So I guess we gotta bring Gian- <laughs> we gotta bring Giannis down to LA too. <laughs> got to, it's gotta happen at some point. I mean, but after you said Kobe, I, I wasn't really worried about anything else. It could be anyone as long as Kobe's in there, we good. Yeah, Kobe number one. You know, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now if it wasn't for him. Honestly, Mamba mentality. So sure. Next up, what's like a pregame ritual that you have to do or else you're going to have like you just feel like you're going to have an off night oh uh pregame ritual pregame ritual honestly my pregame ritual is i, I honestly i had to meditate before a game <laughs> like honestly that i would say that's my pregame ritual um meditate maybe 10 to 15 minutes before I go warm up before a game, you know, that's just a way to keep me mentally level. Um, like I said, referees and situations, they're never going to be on your side. And especially, you know, these referees in Europe, they don't really call fouls. The game is a lot more physical out here. So, you know, something like meditation, you know, has helped me a lot throughout my career and it's always helped keep me mentally sane. So, yeah. How long have you started doing like pregame meditations uh i would say since my junior year of college you see that's that's what a lot of people got to get from through the different battles you have you learn something that helps you way beyond that mm-hmm. now who is in your pregame playlist if you <laughs> have one because i i know you're not meditating with the music or are you no 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 so who's in the pregame playlist okay uh you know first and foremost i, I gotta say nipsey hustle he's of course in my playlist always he's the one that always keeps me motivated um and then if i want to go chill vibes you know i listen to some drake sometimes uh who else Maybe some Roddy Rich, um, a guy named Blast. I don't know if y'all are uh, familiar with Blast, but Blast is a person I listen to a lot. Uh, Babyface Ray, uh, Lil Baby, of course. And I mean, that's really about it. They don't have you added in any, like any Denmark artists yet. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I can do the Denmark. You know, they a lot of uh, they do a lot of party music, and I don't know. I need some chill vibes. I even sometimes listen to reggae. You know, that gets me going sometimes too. So I feel you. But when I start seeing you partying in that warm up, I already know they converted you. <laughs> oh no! <nah. laughs> Next up, what's a favorite quote of yours? Something that you try to live by. Let's see, I have a lot, but I'm going to find one in my phone right now. 
Let me see. Okay, one quote I would say. Um, it's one that says, you might not realize it right now, but there are so many people watching you and drawing inspiration for you, so do it for them. I feel like a lot of times we only think about the haters, right? And those are the people that are, in, in all honesty, irrelevant. We, we tend to ignore the people that are actually there to support us and, you know, bring that vibes. That's true. That's facts. <laughs> and I have said that any better. Yeah, because I think we, we worry too much about the haters. You know, like when you think about people posting on social media, oh, F the haters, this one is for the haters. I'm like, how about the people that actually want to see you win? Exactly. And so last but not least, speaking of social media, you somehow have bad luck with Instagram. <laughs> so I don't know if you want to drop it, <laughs> but where can the people find you on social media to follow the journey? Um, uh, my Instagram is jj.ch100. Okay, I'll, I'll be placing that in the description to make it easier for people to find. And is there a link or is there anything possible for people to keep tabs on the games? I'm asking for myself, but also for uh, I will. I will send that to you. I'll send all that to you uh, all right. through Messenger or WhatsApp. I got you. I bet. Well, right. thanks for taking the time out once again. I know it's a busy schedule. You're fresh off practice, just chilling. It's, it's always appreciated. Always, always. Like I said, we'll be back. We'll be back when the season is done. We do a little recap of what it was like. Let's compare then and now. And then, yeah. Sir, let's do it. I'm looking forward to it, man. All the best for this rookie season, man. Just go out there, kill it. Do what you got to do for yourself because at the same time, it's hard. I think it's hard as a pro, especially when you're the import because you got to think about winning, but at the same time, you got to think about securing another contract for yourself. Mm -hmm. So just do what you got to do. Balance it all out. And, you know, you already have the right mindset. So... I don't see what can stop you once you have your mind locked in. Yes, sir. I got you. And likewise, keep doing what you're doing, man. I love it. Appreciate that. And to all of you that are listening, just remember each and every Saturday is a new episode. Don't forget to tune in and I will catch you guys on the next episode. Peace.